Welcome to Dad to the Bone. Call me Q. I'm joined today with my co-hosts, Rich and Sam. And his name is John C. That's my theme music, homie. I don't know. <laughs> homie. <laughs> That's how you introduce me. Uh, well, uh, all right. I John guess we can see you. Uh, you can't see me. This uh. is like... They really can't either. It's a podcast. No, they really can't see you, so they don't appreciate how you're just kind of vibing out over there. Y'all, but y'all can't, can't see this. We can't vibing see out to some John Cena. Y'all hey, can't see this, man. Guys, how are you guys doing today? Good, man. Delicious. Deli- delicious. <laughs> Slick Ricky Vic is feeling delicious. You, delicious. I'm not going to go there, but uh, before we get too far into Who that, says delicious? Uh, this is uh, delicious. the Dad to the Bone podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are a part of the Dads of Wayne Network, um, uh-huh. and we are here today to talk about dad stuff. Dad mm. stuff. How do you guys feel about dad stuff? I, I feel with my fingers. Okay. It's appetizing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, since you guys are making it awkward, we're just going to go all the way into the awkward uh, phrase of it. And we're going to talk about our feelings, guys. Yes. More importantly, we're going to talk about how we deal with our feelings. Feelings. I wish I could play that that clip where the little bird is singing on Rio, and then the big thing comes and chomps him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck does that have to do with feelings? I don't know, because doesn't he say, feelings? Yeah, Yeah, he's singing like that. I the uh, um, isn't it the, the all alone in the moonlight? Isn't yeah, it that yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the birds just, yeah. just uh, reminds me of reminds me of my tender feelings that want to come out, but then the cougar heart that I have, the lion heart, comes and chomps them up. As a wait, did you just call yourself a cougar? Yeah, did you? Say I, cougar? I started to, and then I changed what? it to lion like super quick because I knew oh. I was just teeing it up for you guys. Oh. Well, because <laughs> I was like, go on. <laughs> My cougar side. <laughs> so I was waiting for Rich over here. He was talking. He was singing that song like he was in elementary school. It's like, come on. Go no, on. you know what I was singing like. Yeah, I, was, I was singing it like. Um, if you guys ever seen School of Rock with Jack Black, um, Miranda Cosgrove, Cosgrove, whatever. I don't know. She uh, she got her start on that show. Which on what stu- show? School of Rock. Uh, or on that on that movie. Oh my bad, John Cena's yeah, back. Oh, sorry, oh, there he is. There he is. Uh oh. Um, yeah, she got her start on that. And so there's a scene where Jack Black is auditioning all the kids in the class for the band and she's like oh i can sing and she starts singing that memory just like that <laughs> all yeah. alone in the moonlight and he's like oh thank you okay <laughs> just shuts her down <laughs> you're the you're the band manager <laughs> hey so so all right so we're talking about feelings and we're talking about uh emotions and how to handle and show our feelings and all that yeah and so i find it i feel it appropriate to share a story listen wait wait um, i know what story's coming so <laughs> Wait, no, what story's coming? Well, I'm a, well, tell me a story. I'll let, I'll let Sam, Sam, I'll let yeah, Sam have the uh, I'll let Sam have the the pure joy that he gets from telling this story. To everyone I meet. Because he's he's told this <laughs> numerous times, but I get the weird feeling that he only tells this when I'm around. Uh, for sure. So Because uh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. And so um I'll just say this real quick. Um I'm 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 a huge movie guy. I love movies. Love movies. Movies are one of my favorite things. Ever, okay? So I get really into movies. Movies that I'm talking like Donald Trump right now. No nobody's nobody's a bigger movie fan than me. Nobody. So when I get into movies, I re- I get really into movies. That's my that's my Donald Trump. It's kinda like Joe Pesci. Anyway. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. That's that was weird. more that was, <laughs> it was an awkward weird. Yeah, it was weird. Combo. Sorry, yeah. I'm not I haven't practiced that one. It's but, like, uh, yeah, it's like Trump yeah. meets Goodfellas. Yeah, nobody nobody's more into movies than me, okay? Alright, so uh, I'm at the movies with Rich for the first time ever. I'm heavily invested. <laughs> He's heavily invested. Um, and it just so worked out. It was just the first time we ever went to the movie 
ladies, uh, we brought our wives or whatever. And um, it worked out that Rich and I sat in the middle of the foursome. So our wives were sitting on the exterior and we were sitting on the interior. Can and I just ask one question? Yeah. Why were you guys? I don't know why that worked up. out that way, but I don't. I, I mean, it makes no sense. Honestly. I feel like I'm going to say this. I was probably, I probably sat down first. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, Rich okay. wanted to sit by me because he knew what was coming. I, was about to say, so, I feel like the rules go like either every other for yeah, elbow room, or no, you put the ladies in the middle. No, the dudes were definitely in the middle of the sandwich for that one. So okay. we're sitting there, <laughs> and we're going to. We're, we went and saw the movie The Shack, which came <clears> out <throat> what 2017, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie The Shack. And, um, <laughs> so long ago. It was like. Relatively, it was a pretty emotional movie. You know, it's pretty good. Relative. Hold on, he's trying to play me right now. It was relatively emotional. All right, so it's super emotional. But yeah. we're sitting there. The, the, the whole premise of the movie is that Homie goes on a camping trip with his kids. Okay, he has an older daughter, an older son, and then a younger daughter. They go on a camping <laughs> trip. One of his kids is like drowning in the lake, so he's like, oh, runs over, dives in. When he dives in, leaves his younger daughter in the camper, okay? He dives in the lake to save his kids that just flipped their canoe. Spoiler Gets, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. If you spoiler haven't seen alert. it, you're late. Go go see it. This isn't going to ruin anything. It and you're going to ball your eyes yeah. out as hard as Rich and he, does and he, in my story. And he, and he jumps out, he jumps <laughs> out and, he, and he runs back to the camper, and his youngest daughter is gone. Fast forward, she had been kidnapped. Fast forward even more. There's no luck in finding her. They, they, you know, send out a search team, she all that. Deceased. They find only her dress, only her dress covered in blood, no body. Oh my she, God. She had been kidnapped and killed. Okay. Kidnapped and killed. By the way, if you're pretty just morbid, this just took a pretty big yeah, turn. If this is your first time listening to this episode, I'm going to back up. I'm not going to defend myself here. I'm going to let Sam tell it. That is actually the movie. I'm not embellishing the movie. That's actually the, the yeah. plot of the yeah, movie. Okay. And. And if you don't know anything about me prior to this, if this is your first podcast listening, I have one child and it's a daughter, okay? She's five, just turned five, five-year-old daughter. This movie is about a dad losing his young daughter who gets kidnapped and killed, okay? Go ahead, proceed. So we're sitting here watching the movie in this sandwich between our wives, and it's the first time we've seen a movie together, and I'm, I'm watching the movie, I'm into it, I'm eating my popcorn and Twizzlers, because it's the perfect combo, a little mm-hmm. bit of you know, sugar, a little bit of salt. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden next to me, I hear, <laughs> like, like I'm talking intense. And so I'm not talking just like a, just like a, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's drowning next to me. I had an ice cream cone and it was melting. No, no, right? no, no, no. So I look over. Trying to catch it. And, and Rich wears glasses. His glasses are perched on the top of his head, oh. and he has his face in both hands. Oh, gosh. Just, just blubbering into his hands, crying. And, and he's going, he's going. Exaggerating. No exaggeration here. Exaggerating. Okay. okay so, I do, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do this thing. No, I do, that's it. And so, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do this so, thing. So where if, I'm, if I'm crying, I do this thing where I, I will kind of let you know that I'm crying because I'll go, oh boy. I'll go, oh, I'll go, yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Like so, so I'm not sitting there just crying in my hands. Going, <laughs> no, no, he I'm is. Going, and I'm he's crying. Grunting. I'm he's, crying and I'm going, he's oh, grunting God. and crying. And I'm sitting here, first movie ever with this dude going, oh my gosh. What do I do? <laughs> and then later in the movie, um, you know, this like figurative Jesus or whatever is, is carrying uh, the baby girl or whatever, or the coffin or something. And he goes, oh God, no, no, oh God. Mm, mm, uh, and then just lose it. <laughs> Rich. Listen, oh it was incredible. It was absolutely 
it's one of my favorite stories to tell of Rich because it's <laughs> so good. You shared it with the entire world. <laughs> the story of Rich. It's such a great story, though. And so, you know, Rich is in touch with his emotions. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Well, you know what? Y'all, just, if you haven't seen the movie, just go watch the movie and just pay attention to the part where the God figure in it takes him on his self-discovery of what happened to his daughter. And when he finds his daughter, Look, you tell emo- me. He's getting emotional right now. I am. I got a, I got a twinkle in my eye. When you, <laughs> when he finds his daughter, you tell me that you didn't cry. If you were a parent. And All right, now tell us that, about your drive home you know, from the movie. So, tell us. Tell us I, told, I told the guys this before, before we started recording. It's no shame. <laughs> now that you just told that whole story, that was a little bit of shame. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my wife and I took separate cars to the movie, and she rode home with somebody else, with a friend in the car. So I had the we went to movie theater for some reason that yeah, was, it was like far away. It was, it was like thirty minutes away yeah. from the house, yeah. and so I had a whole thirty minute car ride home where I just recollected what I just watched and <laughs> cried the exact same way in the theater the whole way home. So Rich, it's okay. Let me no tell big you deal. So here's the deal. It's so great. I knew about the movie The Shack. Yeah. And because of my own history, I refused to go see it. Yeah. Because you lost me at the point where you said his daughter died. Yep. And as someone who has Uh uh, multiple Mm -hmm. daughters Mm -hmm. and who's dealt with uh, death and grief, I was like, I'm going to take a hard pass. Yeah. I recognize that there's reconciliation at the end of the movie. It's it's, it's, It's a movie, but this is why This is why I don't, people are like, do you watch This Is Us? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch something. That one gets me. I'm not going to watch something that... I know is going to make me emotional like that, oh, right? Good, though. I yeah. didn't. This I didn't. Is us is good. I didn't know that the shack was going to make me. I didn't know anything about the shack except See, that I it had, was really I controversial. Read I read the book going into it, so I knew what was coming. So you were I, nope. I was. Yeah. I was emotionally prepared for that. I was sure. not. I was blindsided. Listen, what I was not emotionally prepared for. Yeah. Oh God. Was when Scar dug his claws into Mufasa's hands as he's hanging out. The oh man, you you could have dropped a no. big punchline right there. I thought you were gonna say what I wasn't emotionally prepared for. Was you crying? Was how emotional Rich was in the <laughs> movie? Yeah. No, I was. Yeah, I, that was a good pivot. Buddy. I was not. I but was I'm pivoting there. I'm gonna leave Rich alone because it's okay to cry. Yeah. Because right, I was man. not emotionally ready for Scar to throw Mufasa down into that stampede, oh. and Simba was without a father. Yes. Ooh, I was not emotionally prepared for that. Listen, that, that didn't bother scene, me in the slightest. Yeah, so we were talking about that. So, you know, I was saying what, that as a father, that bothers me now mm-hmm. more than it did when I was a kid because yeah. I wasn't a dad. Dude. So I didn't have that empathy at the time. And it was yeah, still kind of bothered. I was like, dang, that's jacked up. Nah, that's, <laughs> throw your brother into that's the hole. That's messed up. That's his uncle. But now <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, you think about it from the perspective. I'm like, Simba. He doesn't have a dad. Dude, he know. doesn't have a man. How, y'all, how, y'all, how do y'all watch? How do y'all watch stuff like Planet Earth? Then you ever see Planet Earth, the no. actual real animal watching. show? The only thing I've ever watched no, on Planet, Planet Earth, is Planet Earth. I watched the pursuits. Listen, the I lions of Planet Earth don't have the voice of James Earl Jones. I don't yes. care about those lions. That's true, Listen. but they're real lions. And so when you see a lion, or you know what? Like when you watch like a gazelle trying to run away from, Dude, from that one is of these, the best part. And, and, oh, yeah. and you Planet know that they're inevitably gonna get caught. And they got their little babies in the pack across the river watching, and then they get. And then they just have to lay there and let the animal just rip their jugular vein out. Dude, you, t- you don't cry at that, but you're going to cry because no. a cartoon got thrown into a that. fake stampede. But, but I do know courage. what you're talking about because my dad, for some reason, thinks it's awesome to show my kids who are way too young that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I walked in the living room the other day and there was, like, this baby gazelle getting taken out by a crocodile uh-huh. or that's, that's, something. That's sweet. It was pretty dope. But, like, you know, my four-year-old boy doesn't need to see that right before bed. But, uh, well, no, I don't get emotional at that because there's not that, like, emotional connection. I'm like, oh, the circle of life, how sweet. Yeah. But Mufasa, he's like, son. See, that's how I feel. Day. 
know. Yeah, to me, there's no know, emotional connection to, to the Lion King. I'm like, the, okay, there's Jonathan Taylor Thomas' voice here. I'm already but see, out. that's but because we talked thing. about Jonathan Taylor. I think, but the, the point of it was, is, is like, it was a story of a man and like his journey of like uh, emptiness, like he didn't have a father. He had mm. Simone and Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Way more valid have, than the story of a man. And how he got his daughter kidnapped and murdered. Totally more, totally listen, more worth listen, crying both, over. Both have brought emotions to the surface. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of to the point of today's discussion is it's about handling our emotions and yeah. how do we handle our emotions as men now? You know, I think uh, one of the things we often do as men and what we were often taught was not to handle our emotion. We're iron. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I was uh, watching the movie uh, Ferdinand, and um, uh-huh. they had the uh, Chump. Um, engineer, the GMO cow, and, like, he was bred to, and made to, like, not feel any feeling or emotion, and he was very robotic. Yeah. And I think that example of Was that bull, Peyton Manning's character? No. no. He was. Oh. He definitely was not that guy. <laughs> no, that was, like, this uh, guy, bull that was, like, yeah, genetically yeah. made, but... You know, I think that's the model of man right now. It's like, I feel nothing. Yeah. I hurt for nothing. Yeah. Nothing well, well, bothers de- me. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what, what realm you're looking into. I think that's a stereotype. I yeah. think that's the, the stereotypical perspective is definitely men aren't allowed to feel those things. So, yeah. I mean, know? but are you really, right? I feel like it, I feel like it's culturally though, because I think in some subcultures, that's I think true. in this urban subculture, you are still not allowed to feel pain and hurt. And well, I think you're allowed to feel it. I don't think you're allowed to necessarily express it. Because if you think of the urban subculture, a lot of the urban subculture's music and entertainment is based on pain and hurt. It's That's just true. the way that they express it is not through tears. It's not through... You got to pour a little liquor. For your well, own. that or you express it through art or through creativity or whatever. Sure. Yeah, right? I mean... No, I mean, that's very true. Yeah, or through I, anger. You know, yeah. it, anger. When, we're, when we're talking about how we express it, we, it's important to point out that uh, um, everybody expresses it. It's expressing it in a healthy way that's if key. that's looked down upon. That's the major key. Because a lot of people don't look down on men expressing things in an unhealthy way. Oh, I'm just going to go work on the car. Oh, I'm just going to go punch the punching bag. Go clang it back. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. Or, or you know, even, like, even worse, I'm just going to go drink. Yeah. Oh, it, it's like almost a, an accepted. Yeah, dad's an alcoholic. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. a it's a you know accepted thing in our family. We just know he's an alcoholic. Ignore it. Yeah. So it's like you get permission to ignore your pain. You get permission to or to, yeah or to mishandle it to mishandle yeah. it yeah. Because I mean we've all I mean you know my dad was an alcoholic and it was like you know he was a part of that generation where that was cool. Like and being an al- alcoholic was not like <gasps> it was like yeah yeah he's an alcoholic. Yeah, he works like, a hard job. Is, yeah. He works a lot. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets a pass. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know, guys. Is there a time where you have uh, had not dealt with your pain properly? I mean, I can't be the only one who doesn't who no, not go and get hot and ready. I mean, you already heard mine. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that's, that's different. Yeah, but. definitely. I mean, I, there have been times where I've, I've, I've allowed emotion to come through, and there's been times that I haven't. I know one of the times that I have allowed emotion to come through um, this was probably a year or two ago, probably a year ago, um, at our church, these, the teenagers had practiced all of these, like, dances and routines and dramas and all this stuff, and they went and competed on, like, a state level or whatever, and I was sitting in the back row, and... Um, you threw your back out. I, I threw, yeah, I threw I my remember back that. out. I could barely move. I was sitting on the back row, and uh, this one kid got up, man, and just knowing his story, how his family situation and all this stuff, he got up and he did this, like, hip-hop dance routine thing, 
and he just killed it, like crushed it. And um, it was to a Christian like hip hop song or whatever. And the way that the audience all stood and gave him like a standing ovation and went just bananas. Like he was in that moment, he was just such a rock star, you know, mm-hmm. and knowing that that could be, you know, uh, to this point, that could be one of the only times in his whole life that he was seen as a rock star like that. Yeah. That an entire room was looking at him saying, you're the man. You just killed it. That was mm-hmm. such a success. That was such a win. I'm sitting there. I got all this going on in my head, watching him soak it in, watching all this stuff take place. And I just sat there and cried, dude, like in a room full of like three, 400 people. I'm just like bawling my eyes out because it was just so moving and powerful. And so these emotions came out. But then there are other times where I haven't handled it properly. And it's mm-hmm. been it's had a really, really like devastating effect. Um, mine might be more a little more extreme than maybe what other people have experienced. But um, I was engaged when I was in my early 20s, and that was falling apart, and school was going crazy, and just, uh, you know, I was in a band, and all that stuff was crazy. And so life just kind of hit me hard. Adulting hit yeah. me kind of hard there for yeah. a minute. Um, I didn't freak out and fall apart, whatever, but I was so stressed, and I kept so much of my emotions and so much of my, uh, I guess, anxiety and feelings and whatever pent up so hardcore mm-hmm. that I came down with this thing called Bell's Palsy which is, um, it's like a, an attack on your nervous system in your yeah. head. Yeah, because when so, you said that at first, I was like, what? Yeah, it's like what an attack on your nervous system due to stress. Mm-hmm. And what it did is basically it paralyzed half of my face for like six weeks. Wow. So much so that when I'd like wrinkle my forehead, the wrinkles would go on half my forehead and then not the other. Like I could blink one eye and not the other. I had taste in half my tongue, not the other. So like all the nerves in right. half my face were completely That has got to be the off. scariest thing Dude, it was ever. incredible. It was crazy because it, it can go away. Wait, did you say it was incredible? Like incredibly scary. Okay. It, was, it could either go away or it could <laughs> stay like, forever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so like at night I had to tape my eye closed because yeah. I couldn't close my eye. And I, couldn't, I didn't want to like scratch my eyeball and cause you know, lasting damage. But that was as a result... Uh, obviously an extreme result, but that was a a result of me not handling my emotions and my feelings uh, properly and showing them properly and, and, you know, identifying with them properly. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of men, you know, we, you're not alone in that. You know, I think oftentimes as men in general, uh, people, this is a big problem with people we're uh, struggling with as a society is a lot of people are dealing with depression, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and a lot of that stems from a lot of people having a personal feeling that they are alone and feeling that like they're the only one going through what they're going through and no one has ever been through anything like that before, you know and it's not because they don't think other people have dealt with that, but they think their situation is so unique that it can't be dealt with in a, a manageable way and mm-hmm. so so, you know, I've dealt with my own uh, improperly dealing with uh, emotions before. Uh, you know, you've heard the expression of the, uh, the stress eaters. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong in, in my mind. Guilty. Yeah. So, but man, sometimes life is real, man. I mean, we joking around on here, but you deal with some, some things, man. I mean, the example I use is, uh, you know, my wife and I, we lost two of our children. Uh, so... Um, pregnancy for us was never a uh, simple process. It was never. It was like we had Sydney. Now um, you mean you mean in pregnancy? In pregnancy. What okay. Do you mean in pregnancy. Like like your children. Like the children. I know this, but the children you lost weren't like two, three, four, five years old. They were no, still no, in yeah, miscarriage. It was two, two okay. miscarriages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Two miscarriages. One was uh, like uh, thirteen weeks, and the other one was like twenty-one or twenty-two. Wow. Okay. So, um, you know, in, that's, in those situations, 
like um, as a man, you know, you think that or you want to believe that it doesn't impact you because quite frankly, you weren't carrying a baby and, you know, you're fine. It wasn't really you. You just need to support your wife. And, um, you know, the first time we had a miscarriage, I think it was it was tough. But when we had our second miscarriage and uh, my wife was like 21 weeks along and we were just about to figure out what we were having and, and we did actually figure out what we were having and we were, you know, just, you were, we were over that safe point and it was like, oh my God, there is no safe point. We did not, right. we didn't make it. So it could, Yeah, it could happen and, at any point. I mean, I remember, uh, I remember exactly where I was when Kayla called me, I was at the office and um, which is in Romulus, which was an hour away from her. And she was like, hey, you need to come to this appointment. She didn't tell me why. And like, um, I was like joking with the people at work, like, I'm sure it's nothing. And, um, you know, when I got there, it was like a, a host of people waiting for me. And I was like, what? What's going on? And um, I just. Uh, Dude, I couldn't imagine. I, um, I like literally broke down yeah. like, in that moment because uh, Kayla had to tell me. Like, everybody kind of backed up, and Kayla had to tell me. And, like, she had to be strong in that moment. I could see she was crying. So, and, man, that just dealing with those emotions, man, that was, uh, that was a rough journey as that a man. Is. That's super, super difficult. And the, the scary thing is a lot of men go through that. Yeah. yeah. And they don't talk about it. Yeah. It's like one of the, it's almost, it's almost seen as like a, a scarlet letter to some yeah. people. They're like, oh, well, yeah, but that happened to us. Like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah. Why don't you tell people about it why don't you say you know it was almost like we were part of a secret society after it happened where people were like yeah yeah oh you too yeah Yeah, me too yeah yeah yeah. and when you're going through it you feel like you're all alone you feel like nobody else has been where you've been yeah and obviously every pain and hurt is unique but yeah it would be it it would be extremely helpful if people knew Yeah. yeah you know if they knew that you had been through that because they could come to you for help yeah, I think it would be helpful, too, in those moments. I think what's always helpful to people is to uh, say, uh, like, I see you. Yeah. Like, I see you're hurting. Mm-hmm. I see your pain. And it's real. Yeah. This is not, you're yeah. not alone. Mm-hmm. And I know you feel. Yeah, it's validating that hurt, saying. Yeah, it's yeah. validating that and hurt. And then empathizing with it as well, saying. Yeah. Yes, it's real. And, yeah, I'm here with you. Yeah. In the like, junk. I know there's nothing I can say to comfort you, but I am. I see your pain. Yeah. I see that you're broken and I'm broken with you. Yeah. You know? It's not necessarily trying to come in and rescue and be the hero, but... No. No one needs a hero. Yeah. They just need somebody with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people need a hero. Yeah. I can be a hero, baby. I'm about to go, I'm about to go yeah. nickel back on you. Yeah. Where you? What's your, what's your they name? say that a hero can save us. Man, you guys are... Not awesome. gonna stand here and wait. What's the, what's the one? We don't need a hero. We don't need another hero. Who's that? Uh, oh, that's the old uh, one. Um, that's from, uh, uh, I think, Teenage We don't need another hero. Oh. We just need to find our way home. Oh. Then, Never heard it. No, no, man. You, you have. Now I'm definitely no. not going to go listen to it. <laughs> no. You just no. killed it. No, I'm thinking, no what's that song? That, and a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. Yeah, yeah. What's Who is that? It's over the... That's yeah. Celine Dion. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Celine Dion. Yeah. When you feel it co- Oh, okay. Sorry. Get yeah. it, get it, get it, QJ. But listen, so, um, listen, we get caught in our emotions. Yeah. And we don't know how to get out of them. Mariah Carey. I'll tell you what, one song I really like, and I don't know, it's kind of weird. 
It doesn't relate to me, but I like it though. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a friend. It relates to a friend. Right? Friend of mine. <laughs> Seriously though, I, I have to, I have to preface it that way because I got this story. It's, it's not because about me. it's yeah. the it's the the one eight hundred the suicide line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've been on the low. I've been wasting my time. I mm. feel yeah. like I'm out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? You know, he's you. like, I don't want to be alive. like the whole yeah. transition of that song yeah. where he goes. From yeah, like, I kind of want to be alive now. I finally yeah. want to be alive. Yeah. You ain't yeah. got to die today. Mm-hmm. I feel like people feel like a part of them internally yeah. is dying. Well, yeah, like, I, I think that's more normal than people want to think. Yeah. Mental health, man, is a big thing these days. And I think it, I think social media helps and hurts. You know, social media makes people um, I feel like it. it adds insult to injury to people who are already going sure. through it, you know, sure. um, makes their situation seem more dire. Um, uh, but then... Yeah, because nobody puts that stuff on social media. No. They no. put the, the filtered, framed, beautiful... Yeah, and if you're, looking, if you're looking at somebody else who's only posting that great stuff and you see their outward, but you know you're inward, then you're going, dang, everything that they're doing is so yeah. great and I'm just over here struggling. You know, it just makes yeah. it... It magnifies it. It's but, the comparison trap. Yeah, and so my, my time for harnessing emotion or, or whatever that was... It, it's weird, man, because I go through... Uh, so I work with like teenagers all the time, and so I kind of have to train myself to not like let my emotions like come out on impulse, um, because I kind of have to be like a good constant middle of the road kind of um, you know person when teenagers are sharing some of this stuff with me. Yeah. Uh, but I can think of two times, and um, I'm not going to name any names, and I'm not going to give any dates. I've used pastor that. Uh, or too far detail. Many, multiple many churches. Places. Multiple churches. Level, so this is not. Detail. Yeah. This but this is time not, it's about who? But yeah, but this time it's <laughs> definitely about. No, I'm kidding. Um, Are you talking about my kids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have teenagers. But um, you don't have teenagers. Um, or do I? So anyway. I'm whoa. <laughs> Ooh. Go on, you were saying. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> it is. You are not the father. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so one time I was. Uh, uh, we're, you know, I'm. Anyway, I'm youth pastoring, and uh, I had a drama team. Um, now, note, this is not in direct correlation with Sam's comment about our drama team competing. doesn't have to be the same you drama team. To, it doesn't have to be, but it is. Multiple, <laughs> multiple <laughs> churches have drama teams. It doesn't have to be, but it is. So yeah. once upon a time, yeah. at, a, at a place. Once upon a time, at a place. Part of a drama team yes. This is on. not even about you. This is about a friend. Right. It's, yeah, yeah, it's about my friend who... Yeah, who looks just like me. And so he, uh, we were, anyway, I was, I'm a youth pastor. I'm taking my group out. We just had, we had a, we had a drama practice, went great. And um, uh, we went out to this like local, like wing shack kind of thing. And uh, we're all sitting around a table. They had karaoke night. We're all laughing. You know, I'm, I'm egging the kids on. And finally, uh, or at one point my wife came up behind me and she's like, did you hear about so-and-so? And I was like, huh? No, what about him? They, you know, they break up with, you know, that girl, you know, just teenage stuff. And she's like, no, you, you should probably, you should probably go try to talk to him. And I'm like, why? And she's like, um, because, you know, uh, so-and-so just told me that, uh, over this weekend, they heard that, um, uh, that, that he tried to commit suicide. And I was like, wait, what? Like tried to commit suicide or thought about committing suicide. And she was like, no, like, literally tried tried unsuccessfully to kill themselves uh, and the kid was sitting at the table that I was at like that night like he was sitting like you know three or four chairs down from me and so I'm looking at him and he's ha 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 you know he's laughing da 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 but I'm staring at him going holy cow like this 
this kid literally two days ago just tried to kill himself. And now they're sitting here front like they're like super happy. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, yeah. um, uh, man, when she told me that, I, just, I couldn't even contain myself. When she told me that, I was, I was distraught. Because mm-hmm. it was the kid that you would think, um, you know, has it all working out for him. Super, you know, good-looking kid, athlete, popular, you know, had a girlfriend, had a pretty girlfriend, all that. was just He was like the kid that you would think is the golden child, so nobody would suspect it. And so when she told me this, I'm starting to put all these different puzzle pieces and signs together that I never thought correlated before. And I just, I got up, I excused myself from the table. I went and sat in, in, in the car, and I just cried I like I couldn't I could I felt like I was going crazy you know like I was dealing with so many situations in the in the in the youth group with all these different teenagers I just felt like I was going crazy and so I just sat in the car and I just you know I just was like what in the world I just screaming I was like I can't you know I can't believe that you know I was losing and I just had to get it out you know I, I I was I was just I was angry that you know that these kids are 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 subjected to the kind of ridicule or the constant comparisons that they're subjected to in the world we live in today that makes them feel like they're not good enough, where even that kid who is the textbook overachiever, golden child, still feels like his life is not good enough, you know? And so that was hard. Parenting in this day and age in 2018 or uh, beyond, it's, man, it's new elements. Like bullying is different. Yeah. You know, like when we were kids, I think if somebody was calling you a name, that would constitute bullying. Mm-hmm. Now it's on a whole nother stratosphere. They yeah. can have like a whole uh, social group like uh, on Facebook without you. Yeah. It's dedicated just to making fun of you. Oh, yeah. And we we can... experienced that last year in the youth group. Quinn knows um, we had a, a girl come to the youth group who, um, you know, she came in one night and she was just like crying and all upset. And I was like, what's wrong? And um, she told me that she came to f- find out that same day just before youth group started that she had been the subject of a group chat that like 20 30 people at her school at her school started just to make fun of how ugly she was girl wasn't even ugly uh-huh. but just to make fun of how ugly she was uh and they were sending pictures over back and forth she'd be walking down the school hallway and wouldn't even know she's minding her business walking to class and somebody's taking a picture of her from a funny angle sending it to this group chat just making fun of her and um somebody made her privy to the group chat and it dawned on her that for months she with had people. been the butt of all these jokes in this group chat she wasn't yeah. even aware of you it's know it's a scary time man i mean we live in you think about all the different things going on in the world and like it's just uh it's such a trivial time in in some ways like i I, I, the vicious thoughts that just went through that head if that was like my daughter. Oh yeah, you know, me too. Like what? Yeah, and, me too. And she's just you know the the I think the true horror in it. She just didn't even know. Yeah. Like it's one thing if like somebody's like calling your names to your face or whatever. Yeah. But like you got somebody like they're not you know you're not even aware. Yeah. Because you're defenseless. Like if somebody wants to do that to my face, man. Like I I can handle you all day. You know, not you and Janet, but I mean, yeah, you too. But if if anybody's in my face, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, it's an open invite. But if anybody's doing that to me, I can address it. I can be like, all right, well, you know, you know, whatever, and just kind of handle it. If you're not even giving me a chance to defend myself, first of all, that's cowardly. But second of all, you know, you're f- you and this whole group of people are formulating this idea of me uh, and and talking about me and and doing all this, spreading all this about me without me even having the ability to counteract any of it. You know what I mean? Like it's just you're completely helpless in the situation. That's the frustrating thing. Yeah, I mean you, you know, and, and that kind of I think 
kind of takes us with the, what we wanted to talk about in terms of dealing with, I guess, with grief and dealing mm-hmm. with like loss and yeah. how do you deal with these type of things? I mean, you know, it's a, uh, I think it's a real challenge. I, I think, uh, you know, here's the thing amongst the men at this table, you guys are strong men and you guys are um, men who uh, I don't think are too afraid to cry, no. too afraid to show emotions too not at all to be <laughs> rich is over there giving me the side eye <laughs> from behind from behind the microphone <laughs> <laughs> not at all but, but seriously though i feel like you two guys um gosh man because of your specifically the profession that you guys are in um you guys deal with a lot of yeah. tough situations yeah we do like you know my wife deals with a lot of tough situations and i've uh I've been exposed to more and more of those things, but the reality of life for a lot of people, it's not as easy, especially a lot of men, to, you know, deal with emotions in a, in a proper way. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk about that for a second. I mean, what do you guys think about dealing with grief and, and dealing with emotion? Like, you know, in that moment when you talked about that little girl, I pictured my daughter. Yeah. And I pictured me coming up to the school and throwing people in the lockers and saying, go get your parents because they're next. You know, but you can't I don't do know, that. I, we don't even got to involve parents. <laughs> I'll, shoot a, I'll shoot one shoot one up with the, the kid. I don't mean shoot one yeah, up like bang, bang. That's straight. Let me, let, me, let me clarify. That's straight terminology for throw hands or getting to a good old-fashioned fisticuffs bout with... <laughs> With with an underage human being. You're sending them an invitation as well? An open yes. invitation yep. as well? Anybody. Rich said it's an open invitation. I said Anybody. Too. I'm right email. here. It's in the mail. Come, come get it. Yep. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Yeah, I think, man. Just call me KFC because I got a two-piece waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, I got a two-piece and some sides waiting for you. You get the potato wedge too. Well, you, well, you guys bucket. are picking fights with teenagers. Um. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I got into working with teenagers, so I could, so I could handle all of my emotions without having to, you know, face face yeah. adults with them. I could just, you know. I think. I mean, I know we joked beat at up the, teens. At the front end. <laughs> I know we joked at the front end of this, and I know, um, you know, we've we've kind of taken a lighthearted approach to crying and all that, but I, I really think it is important to. Uh, sort of just touch on the fact that um, crying is a really, really, really good way to, for your body to have a release mm-hmm. of, of emotions and of hurt and pain and grief and loss. Yeah. Um, I know for, uh, I know at least a generation prior to ours with our parents and stuff, it wasn't okay for guys to cry. Like that wasn't like a thing, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was seen as, stereotypically speaking again, it was seen as being weak. It, it was seen as being a more feminine trait, um, you know. And so I think it's important for us to just kind of hit on the idea that, that crying is okay and it's a healthy way to deal and handle and express hurt and pain and grief and loss and even happiness. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it wasn't healthy, if it wasn't healthy, your body wouldn't, wouldn't trigger you to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's a right. natural... You don't make your, I mean, people can, can make themselves cry, but when you have the instinct to just start crying, it's actually, it's actually more unnatural to try to hold that back. You're right. stopping, you're stopping one of your body's natural reactions to something. Can I disagree um, with you though? You know, but based on circumstance, I think you uh, sometimes can be uh, habitually trained to not cry. You can have a hard time crying 
when yeah. it's time to cry because that's where I think the resistance is built up, the tolerance, is because you are so But that's not trained. that's not natural, that's unnatural. You're trained over time. It yeah. is not every natural. person like babies cry. Babies don't yeah, know your not to cry. Your natural response yeah. biologically is to cry. Yeah, that's why babies cry. to cry, but you're psychologically we've you're, been conditioned. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You've uh, yes. reprogrammed yes. your brain yeah. to say, I cannot cry, I cannot cry. So yeah. you go through this whole process. You gotta go through a deconstruction, yeah. yeah. You gotta go through a deconstruction and say, Listen, man, if this is how I need to handle this, that needs to be okay. Yeah. I, th I think crying is a huge deal. I think, I think another huge part of it is to not go at it alone, you know. And that's kind of really what we're all about with our Dads of Wayne network that we're working with in uh, Wayne County here in Michigan. Uh, I know the podcast is everywhere, but um, that, that's one of the main things that we're trying to create is a community of dads, like a safe place yeah. for dads. Uh, and fathers to come and to share these kind of discussions because going we're not designed human beings are not designed to go through life alone you know we are wired for community we are wired for relationship mm -hmm. and um like we talked about in a, a, another podcast uh session we talked about how the industrial revolution really sort of ostracized the male from the family and ostracized the male and i feel like it's ostracized the male relationally as well because you're working in these big factories and you're doing all this stuff when you're working the fields and the agriculture and all that there's relationship you're talking you're hanging out you're whatever and i think that you know through that industrial revolution and all that it sort of hardened the shell of the the man the picture of the man the stereotypical man sure because in uh the industrial process you are a cog in a wheel exactly you're and literally so, a cog in yeah a wheel. and so you got your emotions are not cared for they don't care what you think about the assembly yeah, line do all your you're part of the assembly line put on no you screw. are the assembly yeah, line exactly. yeah, you that's know? what i'm saying all you and do so, is turn lift and so turn, i think it's lift, i think it's turn. important for us to deconstruct a lot of the things that have have kind of gotten us to where we are as far as fatherhood manhood and dealing with our emotions and grief and loss and all that and handle in the right way i think I think crying is a big thing. I think community is a big thing. Relationship, doing it with someone else. Even if it's another if it's another guy, if it's your significant other, if it's a girlfriend, if it's your brother, if it's your parents, well, whatever the case. It, it, it doesn't it, matter who it is. You have to be is. plugged into someone. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And I think that's a lot of the problem we're having now is I don't think people are plugged into communities. Right. And I so appreciate. No, not, not at all. Because I think phones give us this false sense of connectivity. Exactly. And this false sense of knowing. Exactly. I mean, my God, I, I won't even put it on anybody else. I've saw people before and like i was like oh hey how you doing how's this how's that and not even recognizing i haven't talked to them in like months yeah but only reason why i know so much stuff is because i follow them on facebook and instagram yeah. so we're, we're i'm having this conversation and they're like you don't know me yeah you know they, and, they, and, <laughs> and honestly honestly community is great but even if even if digital community is all that you have you know yeah. even if you do only have friends on the internet or whatever even to share it there as like a launching pad, don't try to go through it alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's reaching out, yeah. if you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you're, if you're doing all this stuff, even if it's just sending a Facebook message to somebody saying, dude, I'm struggling. That's at least a launching pad. You know what I mean? Well, and you never know like the kind of help that just being honest with that kind of stuff, like, like the you doors never, that it opens. Well, yeah. And even for other people to latch onto that, like I say that, I say that because the other day, um, I got a, I got a, message a direct message on twitter um from somebody um uh, i shared a message at at church um the other day about an emotion that i have a hard time dealing with is anger and uh, this is actually several months ago but i got i hence, got a hence why you want to fight teenagers yes yeah. all the time <laughs> hence, hence all why the you're time offering out uh, two pieces yeah. uh, specials yep <laughs> two and three pieces <laughs> deep fried ready for action um it's my motto 
I got a uh, I got a message on I got a message on Twitter though the other day, and in the in the um, in the the talk that I shared, um, we have a podcast. We put the podcast up, the uh, you know, so people can hear the audio from what we talked about that day. Um, and so I guess somebody I don't even know like went. Uh, heard our podcast on um, SoundCloud. Heard that day that when I was talking about anger and how bad, you know, how how hard it was for me to deal with my anger and um, really how detrimental it was for me. I went through a period of time where I was just depressed, angry, bitter, spiteful, confrontational, all the things that that that, that brings, and uh, it really it really hindered me in in every area of life. It hindered me in my marriage and parenting. I was just snapping off, losing it, and all this stuff. And so um, I was just really honest and and you know plain about those feelings and those emotions. And I put it out there um, really to arrive at kind of a different point when I was sharing the talk, but I put all of my emotions out there as an example. Uh, so anyway, I got a message literally that, that, that talk went up on that podcast like several months ago, but I got a message just this past Monday uh, out of the blue that somebody was just like, Hey, stumbled, stumbled upon that episode uh, where you were talking about this, you know, I did, I did some digging, found out that you were the one that was talking about all that. And I just wanted to reach out to you personally and tell you how much it helped me and how therapeutic it was listening to you share those feelings because I ha- I struggle with the exact same feelings and I feel like other people don't. And so listening to you talk about it, um, you know, really helped me understand that, you know, uh, that I'm, I'm not a, I'm not unique and I'm not weird for for struggling with those kind of things and it was just really really good for me to hear that and to know that somebody else understands you know kind of the feelings that I'm experiencing too and uh, I mean I thought that was really cool I was like wow man you know something I put out you know something that we put out and you throw up you know three months ago or whatever don't even know if anybody's still kicking that around and um, you know you're just getting a message out of nowhere somebody I've never met before but the power of that online community or access to online resources you know I'm getting hit up months down the road now going man I have the same emotional things going on and just being able to listen to you help me work through mine and all those different things and I know that that's helped me numerous times being able to listen to somebody else and uh, being able to process through mine and just finding things that you identify with you know when you have those kind of emotional uh, uh, things uh, going on or struggles or or weaknesses going on um, you know it's important to find other people and other things that you can identify with because it, it humanizes what you're going through. Yeah, you know? it's a shared experience. Yeah, and what and you that's, do is you, um, you find commonality with people and also you find people that truly care about you. I mean, you know, one of the ways, I think you guys both brought up some good um, uh, ways of dealing with Sam talking about crying, you talking about with uh, being honest and, and sharing it and creating that uh, e-community, as we'll call it for now, that social yeah. community. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one thing, just coming from uh, um, an old school perspective, too, is a lot of people don't take the time to be honest with themselves. And what do I mean by that? They True. don't take the time to check in with themselves on how they're feeling. Yeah. A lot of people don't keep a personal journal anymore. They don't take the time to write down their thoughts and their feelings mm-hmm. and say, I am really angry right now, and say, am I really angry at this person, or am I really just angry in general about some other stuff 
that I didn't talk about. And that's like in lost art where people don't, I mean, even with all the technology we have in the world and as much as people chat and text and everything, no, you know, the amount of people who take the time to keep like a little uh, feelings journal or just a journal in general and say, these are my thoughts, these are my emotions, these are my feelings, it just bottles up. And a lot of times we as people, I do it too, you don't recognize how much you just don't even take the time yourself to allow your, to allow your thoughts to be um, exercised or to be just stretched out. Mm-hmm. You just kind of say them, think them, and you let it go. Yeah. And really, you know, that's the one thing that we can do for ourselves is just write it down and say, I'm feeling angry right now because yeah. da, 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 da. it's actually an exercise that I'm teaching my kids to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I like Mr. Miyagi style punishments. So like everything mm-hmm. my children do will not really be a punishment. They just will hate it at the time. Yeah. And hopefully one day they'll appreciate it. And one thing I'm already having my oldest doing when she, cause she gets pissed at her sister. I'm like, all right, well you got to write sentences and I need you to write down why you're angry. Yeah. She can barely <laughs> write. Yeah. She can't like write these elaborate paragraphs, right. but right. that's okay. Yeah. That's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is to allow her to get in touch with her feelings and her yeah. anger and be able to not just bottle it up to one day, like, you know, she stabs my other daughter. So, <laughs> you know, right. which, I mean, that's probably a dramatic. Um, but, but it has like, yeah, it has a, a, you know, a violent outbreak or whatever the case may be, or even an emotional breakdown or whatever, because she's not properly handling it. I, I'm going through that with my oldest son too. You know, I've shared before, my kids are two, four, six, and eight. And so my eight-year-old is, uh, he's encountering a lot of feelings. And he's navigating how to express those feelings in a proper way, mm-hmm. in an appropriate way. And um, so a lot of the times the conversation I'm having with him is, hey, man, listen, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset. Really, the most one, is, the, 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 the thing that gets him the most is it's okay to be frustrated. You know, it's yeah. okay to be frustrated with your siblings. That's man, okay. That validation you're giving yeah. him, man. That's yeah. something. It's I, like, it's okay to feel that, but. That's new, by the way, that validation. But. Because I wouldn't have got that, but to, go ahead. To punch him as a result, <laughs> yeah. that's an inappropriate way to handle it, right? <laughs> to scream and throw things at him, that's not the way you handle your frustration. It's okay to feel that frustration, but you need to just come tell me. You mm-hmm. need to get me involved so that I can help you and guide you in showing this emotion the proper way. Yeah. you know, communicating that or whatever. And so we're kind of navigating through that because then he'll feel sad and not want to talk about it. It's like, dude, it's okay that you feel sad. I get that. But you need to share with me why you're sad and what's going on. And so mm-hmm. we're going through the whole, um, you know, this is the feeling, this is how you should respond. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's a learning process, you know, for my eight-year-old. But the reality is, I think that's a learning process that a lot of adults need to go through. Oh, absolutely. Especially a lot of men who well, never really navigated these waters the proper way. That's what I, my point to you was. That's you what know? I was just saying. Like, I was saying, like, that wouldn't have been, like, I would have been told, like, you better suck it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. You hit your brother again, I'm going to hit you. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's not a cyclical <laughs> response that just perpetuates the problem. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, put your hands on it one more yeah. time and I'm going to You smack him, I'm going to smack you. You pinch yeah. him, I'm going to pinch you. You yeah. bite him, I'm going to bite you. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How is that modeling anything better or different? You know but it, I mean? it but it worked because you're like, dang, you do hit a little bit harder. So. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. No, I mean, I think that's a very good point. I think what you're doing is you what you're see the thing you're building in him. You know, what I thought about when you said that. What you're doing in him is what self defense classes do for people. Yeah, because a lot of people when they think about karate and they think about self defense, they think about just being able to beat somebody down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what it's about. They see UFC and say. Yes. Yes. But you know what they don't see is most people who are um, heavily trained in martial arts, they don't learn to control you. 
they learn no. to control them. Yeah. And they're ready. You know, don't be wrong. Don't be fooled. Like they ain't they, gotta get ready. Yeah, they stay they, ready. They got a yeah. three piece, four piece lunch ready for you. Yeah, yeah. But they're not worried about that because no. they're in control of them. Yeah. And that's really what I think is men. We're trying to learn while at the same time teach it to our children. Yeah. So and that's why I mean I love the example you gave and and I try to do that to my children too. Is like yeah. I want to teach them like I definitely am going to teach them how to you know keep a three or four piece ready. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I want you to first deal with you. Well, yeah. And I say that I'm not like the parenting guru obviously there's times i'm like stop hitting your brother you know i mean these things these things happen for sure um but um you know uh, the goal right the ideal is to discuss their emotion and why they're feeling that way and how to handle it properly like obviously i'm not like whatever joe parenting guru over here i mean we're all (laughs) in the learning process this is this Throughout this episode and these episodes of the podcast, we are going, we are learning. I mean, I think, you know, because I, I had a conversation with a dad, we're uh, hosting a summit here coming up and we we're talking about it. And, you know, we, we kind of were having an interesting conversation about, you know, what exactly it is that Dads of Wayne Network does and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do with the Dads of the Bone podcast. Yeah. And, you know, I just had to break it down to him like, listen, we are a group of dads too. And this is iron sharpening iron. But what yeah. we're just trying to do is trying to create a place of connecting as fathers right. and coming together. Yes, we have been nationally certified through the National Fatherhood Initiative yeah. and we do have the training, but this is an ongoing process. This yeah. process is about self-development and we For all sure. have something to learn from each other. We're just trying to create that environment yeah. to do that. And that's the idea of the fatherhood summits you know we have these summits in metro detroit um just for the listeners who are unaware we have these these gatherings these two-day gatherings where we go through and discuss we have discussions like this and that's that's what's so clutch about those these summits is that you know we come in prepared with something to share the three of us we come in prepared to share information but the reality are is are you using prepared loosely huh yeah, loosely prepared <laughs> some more prepared than others no um but that's true but the <laughs> thing is that I think where the real learning happens, and I think we learn a ton at these as well, is when Absolutely. people are sharing their experiences and then we can glean wisdom and insight from their wisdom and insight because they've experienced things that we've never experienced and we've experienced things that they've never experienced. And as long as we're all open and humble enough to learn from each other, I mean, I feel like that's where the special sauce is for these fatherhood summits and Absolutely. for these gatherings and for this podcast and for fathering as a whole, parenting as a whole, man. If you're able to be humble enough to listen and learn from others, I think it's a journey for all of us. Wow, guys, I feel like we need to hug it out. You know? <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, we know you're still getting over the shack. Yeah, yeah. You know. Rich is at a crossroads between crying and fighting. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when I get emotional, I, I feel backed into a corner. I just get hostile, so. There you go. Nobody puts Richard Did I just corner. say hostile? Would it be hostile? I say hostile. I don't I mean, know why I say you, hostile. Hostile is where you stay. I stayed in a hostile once. Yeah. I don't know. I got bed bugs. It was awful. <laughs> oh, is, my. That is awful. I don't worry. It was in another country. All right, so what, if you guys had one takeaway from, from, from this ep, what would it be? Did you say ep? Yeah. I think that's short term for uh, episode. It is, yeah. I had to guess. I yeah, know, but I wanted to be short term for like app because appetizer sounds delicious right now. Appetizers do sound well. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to it. Don't get me talking about food. One takeaway. My takeaway would be, um, you know, be open to uh, to just talking, man. You know, like you know how. I don't know. For me, I just know how how helpful and how therapeutic just talking through things is. You know, and sometimes like you know. I'll talk to a friend or I'll talk to my wife or, 
you know, whatever about a feeling. It's not even their feedback that is therapeutic to me. It's just them them listening while I talk through the things that I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. going through in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Sometimes it just helps to get it out. Because yeah. as you're talking, you hear it and think. Sometimes while you're talking, you're going, okay, I'm being an idiot. Right. But right. other times you're talking, you're going, yeah, yeah. And then you got to kind of start rolling and flowing. Yeah. You're saying things you weren't even necessarily thinking in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Sure. You know, the deep flow comes out. That's my man. Just talk. Yeah. Be a talker. Be a listener. My takeaway. Any, any takeaways from you, you dudes? Uh, one of my takeaways is... Oh, you have name is John Cena! That, that's one of them. All rights and reserves of this music is uh, owned <laughs> and edited by WWE. I, just, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I feel like that should play the whole time I give my takeaway. No, my takeaway, man... Wait, is, hold on, hold on. This was a, that was a defining moment for this episode. We're four, four episodes deep now, yeah. and every other episode, I think we've mentioned The Rock... Yeah, we've this episode. It's been very heavy on John Cena. You talk about Ferdinand. That's John Cena. Yeah, yeah. we played the John John Cena intro music multiple times that's, now in one episode. I feel like we, we betrayed Uncle DJ. Can't see me. We're they turning can't a corner. See yeah, this is weird. I'm not Uncle DJ for life. Yeah, I don't call him Uncle DJ because I don't want to picture like sitting on the rock. Never mind. <laughs> Go on. I don't, no. Go on. You're wearing a rock T-shirt right now, aren't you? No, I was yesterday though. Oh, yesterday. I looked at my Rock Deltas yesterday. Not a Rock, yeah. not a Rock T-shirt like from his like wrestling days. I like, wish I had one of those. I do too. That'd Given be the sick. people's eyebrow back when he on had hair. Chest. Yeah. yeah, when he had hair. Well, when they like sharpened it on before he went out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with like the with like the pointy sideburns. Yeah, they can't yeah, sharpen yeah. anything. No. On. They put on too much baby oil, which is mm. really weird. But okay. Good hey, days. So my takeaway is, you know, Rich talks about talking and getting it out there. I think I think my takeaway and my like power move for, for handling and showing our emotions and feelings and things is community is, is don't do it alone. Don't go at it alone. If it's, even if it's a digital community, I mean, physical, tangible community is preferred. Um, but even if it has to be a digital, uh, community, just get, don't go through it alone. We're not designed. We're not wired to go through life alone. And we're definitely not wired to show and handle our feelings and our grief alone. Mm-hmm. It's not a solo project. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you want to handle it properly, you need to go through it with somebody. Yeah, sure. I think those are great takeaways. Um, my takeaway is that Sam is really weird about John Cena and you can't see me. No, <laughs> but uh, also, uh, you didn't have it queued up. I was waiting for it. I it's know, coming. I didn't. Uh, so, no, my takeaway on top of those things is uh, I think that, you know, as men... And regardless of, of your culture, where you're coming from, I think you need to take a self-inventory and be honest with yourself. Because if you can't tell yourself, you'll never be able to tell anyone else. So you need to, I think, be able to, you have the tool in your hand. You have a phone. You have a piece of paper. Write down how you feel. But more importantly, write down why you're feeling that way. And go on that literal um, journey. I wanted to call it a literal journey, but go on that written journey of why you feel that way. Do uh, this business tactic we uh, use. It's used in the business world, and a lot of you are familiar with it. It's called the five whys. And it really just breaks down to this. You ask yourself literally five whys. So, like, why am I here? I'm here to record a podcast. Why am I here to record a podcast? I'm here to record a podcast because talking about fatherhood issues is important to me. Why are fatherhood issues important to me? Because I want to learn and grow in being a dad. Why do you want to learn and grow in being a dad? Because I have a daughter. Just go on that written journey of understanding why you do what you do, but don't do it on the um, surface level. Go deeper and understand, like, and, and look back and reflect, too. 
take that what you wrote and say, hey, wow, I didn't realize that I worked in a plant because my dad left me when I was five. But somehow in doing a five Y exercise, I went from the plant to five years old. So know yourself. Mm. And uh, I guess Mm. with that, we should uh, we should try and bring this. Uh, uh, it's cooking. And there it is. Back. Let me hit you with the social media real quick, and then uh, we'll f- we'll fly uh, we'll fly on out of here with Quinn. Um, yeah, hit us up on social media if you're just listening to the podcast. You don't know um, about us on any of the other outlets. Uh, it's at Dads of Wayne on just about everything. Facebook.com slash Dads of Wayne. Uh, Instagram at Dads of Wayne. Twitter at Dads of Wayne. Um, just Dads of Wayne. Um, and uh, yeah, if it's the first podcast you're listening to, episode you're listening to, backtrack. We have three other ones prior to this, and subscribe uh, because we have more on the way. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, please, please do as they ask. Please subscribe. Please follow us on Instagram. Please uh, like our page on Facebook. Please connect with us at dads at greatstartwayne dot org. Yeah, um, we want to connect with you. Yeah, yep. we do. We do want to connect with you, and more importantly, we want to have you plugged into our community and plug into yours. So, guys, today we did a lot of talking about feelings and emotions. I think um, the three of us did a great job sharing our personal stories. Yeah, we did, man. Pat, pats yeah. on the back. We yeah. should, yeah. Pats mm. in the back. Yes. Yeah, and I think that more importantly, though, you know, I can smell what the rock's cooking. You yeah. guys should know how generous Quinn is too. Before he just acts all humble on the way out of this, uh, Quinn actually told us before starting the recording of this episode that he's buying us lunch after this. So it's true. Thank you, Quinn. Which is pretty dope. I'm pretty pumped about that. Appreciate it, man. He said we could pick anywhere we want to. So yeah. Wow. So you uh, guys are great because we'll be at Roots Chris if you guys appreciate it. Like, I don't know who Quinn is because I was like, call me Q. QJ. So, uh, I don't know, I don't who, know. who this guy is. Who's gonna buy you guys lunch? Because it's definitely not me. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, honestly, we, we talked. We had. We took. I think a very very good approach to talking about feelings. And I think as men, that's something I want to challenge everyone listening to this to uh, continue the conversation, if not with uh, your spouse, but with your, your brothers or with someone. So with that, we're going to sign off. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>